Hi, this is Dr. Renner. Thanks for joining us on what we think is the best podcast on evidence-based medicine in the U.S. today. I'm here with Dr. Alan Safdie, world-famous gastroenterologist. Dr. Safdie and I have been doing clinical studies and clinical research for more than 30 years. Today, I wanted to talk about the uncounted deaths in COVID. Now, COVID, uh, some people have said that COVID is not really a serious disease. Uh, it's, uh, it's relatively safe. Um, uh, I like to tell my friends, uh, COVID is safe as a rattlesnake. The only difference is you don't get a warning. Uh, COVID is a very serious uh, illness. And I think there's been a great number of un uncounted deaths uh, due to COVID. Alan, do you want to comment on uh, uncounted deaths in COVID? Yeah, Bill. I mean, that's a great question um, and comment. And, you know, this is a serious disease. We've lost more people in a short period of time than we did of all Vietnam, all in the Korean War, you know, all in Afghanistan, all in Iraq, all combined in a short period of time. And we're close to adding World War I into that too. This is in a very short period of time. Granted, we may only have a one to 3% mortality rate, but that's huge. Uh, it's infectious ability to spread to other people is greater than most viruses. Most viruses can spread to one person, maybe two. We're dealing with three, um, you know, the typical spread. So what about unreported deaths? You know, what we, in order to figure out that there's been unreported deaths, we found out that there's an excess amount of death. The death tolls reported attributed only to about 65% of the excess deaths in the United States to COVID-19. That means we have about 35% more people dying, probably of other complications of COVID-19. So how do people die from this? So in severe cases, COVID-19 can cause pneumonia, and we all know that. But it also can affect your brain. It can affect your liver in about 30% of people. It can affect your GI tract, and you get nausea and vomiting. It's a systemic disease. So with the pneumonia, your body's inflammatory response sometimes overcompensates for the presence of the virus in the lung, reducing the lung's ability to get oxygen into the blood. And in turn, that can lead to organ failure or severe cardiovascular events and ultimately death. Uh, and we're seeing the death rates starting to go back up again when we thought they would be going down in the summer, but we have not been careful enough. So when we look at excess death, um, we're starting to see these in lots of areas, um, you know, in areas such as California and Texas, which have large populations, reports linked less than 50% of excess direct deaths to COVID-19. So what are these? You know, it's something that we had to look at. So, you know, if we look at diabetes deaths, so examples, we'll look at some states and we'll see 96 more uh, percent more diabetes-related deaths than experts predicted. So you might get a mild viral infection, but it throws off your diabetes care and you're dying of diabetes. We don't put you down into COVID-19 death. If we look at heart disease, there was 89% more um, deaths from heart disease than what we would have expected. So if you have heart pre-existing heart disease or you're older and you get COVID-19, even if that's mild, it might be enough in the blood clotting ability. And you can comment on the blood clotting in a minute. Either that may cause an excess death. Or Alzheimer's, it was 64%. And then even looking at stroke was 35%. So... Yeah, uh, this week I had a I had an argument with uh, uh, with an occupational uh, physician who's actually in charge of 
of uh, securing ICU beds in uh, in Ohio. And uh, she said, "Oh, they're overcounting the COVID deaths because if you if you have COVID in your and you have a heart attack, uh, they say that COVID is the cause of death and and not the heart attack." And she says, "Oh, you die from the heart attack." And I said to her, "No, no, that's not true. You wouldn't be dead if you didn't have COVID. You'd still be alive, but COVID adds that extra stress to your body that your body can't survive. So it's the COVID that's causing these excess deaths, in my mind." No, you're, you're right. You know, we may have had 170,000 deaths already secondary to COVID or more. And we're forgetting, if we look back to the 1918 influenza pandemic, uh, afterwards, they had an epidemic on a large scale of brain damage linked, linked to the pandemic. So a lot of the things may occur later. Um, they had something they called encephalitis lethargica back there in the 1920s and 30s after the 1918 influenza pandemic. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, can we have chronic lung disease many years later after somebody recovers from COVID-19? Um, you know, we have millions of people with COVID-19 now. Uh, we have 10 million people or so say recovered from this, but are they gonna have, those people have cognitive defects going forward? So we have excess deaths and we have excess what we call morbidity that may be ongoing, meaning the patients may be sicker than what they had to be. We have to take this disease seriously. And when we have people saying, oh, it's harmless to 99% of the population, that is absolutely not true. I mean, that is a falsehood of major degree. Um, you know, One, one have- of the things that I've, that I've found really interesting and scary is that patients who are asymptomatic that have that test positive for COVID, if we do a CT on their lungs, almost all of them will show abnormal chest infiltrates uh, on their lungs. So they have abnormal changes that they're unaware of. And those abnormal changes, we don't know what's going to happen with those. Are they going to clear up? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they progress onto uh, more serious disease, including fibrosis of the lung, uh, an incurable condition. So uh, this is a dangerous disease. This is not something just to toy with. Even those patients who are saying, oh, I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfectly healthy. You're not perfectly healthy. You're just not aware of the damage that the virus is doing to you. No, you're right. I mean, and we know now that this is not just a pulmonary disease. This is a disease that can cause temporal brain dysfunction, strokes, nerve damage, serious brain effects, affect your gastrointestinal tract, affect your liver. You know, that's why we look at loss of smell and taste and diarrhea and nausea and vomiting as symptoms of this disease because it affects uh, deep fetus thrombosis. I mean, lots of lots of problems. So I think, you know, we're underplaying how serious this is. And we've shown that we other countries have shown they can control this disease. We have to take this very seriously. You know, 130 something thousand deaths now. Probably if we add this other 35% in, we're at 170 something thousand deaths right now. Um, it's extraordinary how many people we've lost in just over four to five month period of time. Yeah, I thank you. And I think that's really, as you've mentioned before, it's really important that we wear masks and distance. Vaccines aren't going to get us out of this, at least not soon. Uh, so we can't hope for a vaccine to be to uh, save us. We have to save ourselves. We have to wear masks. We have to distance. 
uh, we have to use common sense. Um, uh, we all have to work together. We know we want our economy back. We, we want our, our sports teams back. We want our schools back. But we all have to work by putting masks on and distance to, to get those things back. Absolutely true, Bill. And we'll talk about masks in a future podcast and all the fallacies that have been out there in regards to masks. But I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alan. And if you liked our podcast, uh, please subscribe and tell your friends about our podcast.